0: Welcome to Paint Radio with your host Emily Howard and Andrew Dwyer.
1: The ABC Podcast on Paint Radio. Emily, we often talk about how lucky we are because we're doing what we love. And one of the things we love is doing this podcast. Would you agree?
2: It is a lot of fun.
1: We get to work with a lot of contractors on this podcast, and we get to hear about what they're doing and why they love it and what changes they've made to boost the love of what they're doing, and that's awesome. And then another thing that we sometimes get to do, and man, do we love it, is when we get to hear from manufacturers, because the manufacturers love what they do as well, and when a manufacturer loves contractors, well, that's a double whammy, and we want to get those people on the podcast and that is what is happening today kills came to us they said we love primers we love contractors we want to talk more about it and so that's what we're doing kills is sponsoring this entire podcast and we couldn't be happier because we love primers too it's a fabulous topic contractors certainly know a ton but there are some things maybe they don't know things they could do better lifelong learning we're always getting better And that's what we're doing today on the podcast. So thank you to Kills for sponsoring this podcast. Here's who we have. We've got Greg Williams, Director of Product Marketing at Kills. Greg, thank you for being on the podcast.
3: Great to be here, Andrew. Great to be here, Emily.
1: Absolutely. And we've got Tom McAvoy. He's a product trainer at Kills. Tom, welcome to the show. Thank
4: you, Andrew and Emily. It's uh, great to be here.
0: Heck yeah. And
1: representing the contractors, we have Claudio Dulamata from K-Pro Painting in Detroit, Michigan. He's a big fan. He's a big user. He knows what he's talking about when it comes to primers. Claudio, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you. We're going to have fun today. Let's get started talking about kills. Let me ask you a couple questions about kills because this is It must be fun for you guys to do pro shows and paint shows and talk to the contractors because you're such a well-known brand. They know so much about you, but there's always more to learn. So, Greg or Tom, Greg and Tom, tell us, what's something about Kills that our listeners who are painting contractors, what's something about Kills that painting contractors might not know or might be surprised to learn?
3: Yeah, it's a good question. I think one of the things... Regarding Kills, obviously synonymous with primer, but I think something that a number of pro contractors might not be aware of is that, you know, our Kills original brand is almost 50 years old now, going back to 1974. Wow. And everyone thinks that, oh, oil-based, that's a legacy that's been around a long time, and it has. And water base is the newcomer to the scene. However, our Kills 2 latex primer was introduced only one year after Kills original in 1975. So both of these primers have continued to evolve together and grow within the marketplace. Uh, and you can see where there's both a place for an original oil based primer as well as a water based primer like Kills 2.
1: Nice. Let's talk about the breadth, sort of the width of products available at Kills. What, well, This could take an entire podcast, but how could you thumbnail this for us? Explain, give us a framework of the breadth of products that you guys create at Kills.
3: So key focus being our primer technology, starting with the Kills original and Kills 2 shortly thereafter. But we understand that there's numerous applications beyond just those, difficult projects, difficult challenges that our contractors are looking to solve. And so from that, we've evolved our primer offering. We've got our Kills specialty primers as well with restoration, which gives you that performance like an oil and a shellac, but in a water base, giving you the exceptional stain blocking and odor blocking. We've got Kills adhesion for your difficult to stick to substrates. Kills clear for masonry substrates, concrete, high pH, where you want to go over that hot concrete. Also mold and mildew, kitchen and bath. So a number of different specialty applications for whatever project you might have. And so very primer focus and continue to develop and grow there. But in addition to that, we've started to lean in and we've got our paint brands, specialty products, as well as some Cox and sealants. So we're excited about our offering and we continue to, to learn more from our pro contractors on where we need to go next.
2: You know, we get a ton of stories from contractors who have fixed either homeowner work or other contractors work. Right. <laughs> I see <Wow>. them hourly <laughs> <laughs> and 90% of the time they come in and they say, we walked in, the paint was failing. What happened? What did they do? Well, they didn't prime. So the product is definitely, it's well used. I would say on the job site, but to the point that you just made, you just rattled off a ton of different products. There's tons of things to know about primers. What do you think are some things that you've seen contractors be a little less educated on that maybe they should be paying a little bit more attention to as far as primer goes?
4: Yeah, Emily, we see contractors and they understand that they need a primer if they're worried about adhesion or sealing a surface or stain blocking, but they might not know exactly which one to use. And so we know that primer does all those three things, And we know that we got to get the right one in their hands. And a lot of times when we run into them or get a chance to work with them at a trade show, one of my favorite things to hear is contractors say, I'm really glad I ran into you today because they know what they use and, and they know what they go and pick up every day. But some of them don't know about the expansions in the category, like the restoration or the kills clear or even the kitchen and bath. And so when we can connect them to a product like that, that's going to adhere better or stain block better than another one that they're using. They're really grateful for it.
2: So yes, there are so many products out there and there's so many odd situations. I feel like that people get themselves into what do you all recommend as far as education? Is there someplace they need to go? Someone they should talk to, you know, when you get yourself onto a job site and you're seeing something that you're not quite sure how to handle. You can always go to the social media universe and get tons of conflicting answers. But what should you do when you don't know exactly what the right product is to solve a very specific product that you're facing?
4: One of our best resources is just kills.com. The simple website contractors can go to, they can search through products based on what they're working on, whether they're using a primer or we didn't really get into the fact that kills has some paint lines out there. And then from the primer side of the website, they can find a product that they know, or they can search products that they're not sure if they might be the right one for their circumstance based on project based scenario searches. It's a great resource and there's more information there than most people need, but some of our pros really find it useful because we have technical information, instructions, how to limitations, and everything else that they would need to know for their projects.
1: What about, and again, we could do so many podcasts just on, as Emily talked about, the specific circumstances and needs and challenges and obstacles of priming. But again, you know, our listeners are pro-painters. They use primer all the time. doesn't mean they know 100%. They can always get better, learn new things. Greg and Tom, what are some things about priming that maybe some even pro-painters might not be aware of it just bears repeating that it might you know they could be reminded of some application tips when it comes to primers how's that for an incredibly general and broad question but you guys are pros you live and die primers every day i know you can handle it
4: this is a question that not only do we struggle with because they don't know but also because there's some can be conflicting information you know when you walk into a store And a lot of our partners our retailers have excellent people that can give advice on these products, but they only get a few minutes with you. And a lot of our pros are in, you know, they're in a hurry. They come in there and they're like, where's this? And where's that? And the associates will try to get them in and out as quickly as possible. But the interaction can't always be thorough.
3: I'd like Um, to add on. Yeah, Greg, Go ahead. So something to consider with primers is, we have a number of different primers, and you can see they're targeted for specific applications. You might have a go-to primer that's been great, and it's been the workhorse for a number of your projects, but it might not work for every project. And so that's why we've got these different primers that are specific for their various applications. A difficult-to-stick-to substrate, fresh concrete, odor blocking, and severe stain blocking. So we've got our all-purpose primers with KILS 2 and KILS 3, but there's sometimes you need to take it up a notch And you need to tackle that tough project with one of these more specialty type of primers. And another thing to keep in mind is that viscosity of a paint, the thickness of the paint, when you open it, you're stirring it, you're applying it, is not a representation of the quality of the coating. Really, the quality of the coating comes from the solids within that liquid once that paint film dries. So you can have something that feels thick, feels really creamy and pasty, which maybe you don't like. Uh, but, for example, that does not necessarily mean that it has a higher quality than something that feels a little bit thinner. So we spend a lot of time internally within our research and development teams to build in high-performance properties through high-performance components. And, and those are those individual additives, resins, pigments that really work together to give us those performance attributes. One particular application that could be a challenge is going over fresh concrete, right? It's got that high pH, 12.5, and it can be difficult for a normal coating to go over and to maintain adhesion. And you also can get something referred to as alkali burnout, which can actually lead to some discoloration of the top coat. So it's very critical to use the right type of coating and product to block that high pH substrate to seal that in to make sure that you're maintaining adhesion over the long term. But you're also preventing those higher pH molecules from coming up to the top coat film and causing disruption or damage. You know, Kills Clear is a great example of a product that performs well for those types of applications.
1: Emily, I can imagine that Greg and Tom try to like stump each other. They give each other these ridiculously arcane scenarios and try to confuse each other about what primer is the right primer for that job and no one has stumped either one of them yet that's my guess is that accurate tom and greg oh we've been stumped and that's why we (laughs) lean on on each other or um even a
4: bigger network to get answers to some of these really tough questions because that's something i found when you don't know it doesn't really pay off to try to i don't know for lack of a better word bs your way through it It, (laughs) it pays off to really get the info and get the right person involved, and we have a tremendous amount of resources for that. So whether it's our in-store reps or our support team at corporate or using the website or the back of the can even sometimes to answer some of these questions, when we can give them the best information and they see those results, you know, it pays off. And when Greg was talking about high pH surfaces like that, there's a very common compound that painters use every day It gets them out of jams because it's a patching compound that can be used and painted over very quickly, but it dries and it exhibits a really high pH. And that because it dries so quickly, it's going through a chemical process to have that curing happen and then you can sand it and you can paint over it. But what some of them don't know is if you use even a paint primer, those are really common right now, you may see that alkali burn that Greg was talking about. So that kills clear can be a solution that gets them back in business and gets that wall painted faster.
1: I love it. I love it because we talk a lot on this show that that we live in a time now where the the term geek or nerd is now a positive, right? It's uh it's describing somebody who loves what they do. So I think we're in a in a wonderful family of primer geeks and nerds and that's why we're having so much fun. But let me reintroduce Claudio Dulamata of K-Pro Painting in Detroit, Michigan. Claudio, tell us a bit about your company. You're in Detroit. How long you've been doing it, the types of work you do, how many uh, the crew size you've got. Tell us a bit about K-Pro Painting.
0: So, hi. I'm Claudio Dulamata. So, my company is in, based in Michigan, and I'm 10 years' uh, experience. And uh, my type of work is we do custom homes all the time with your cabinets. But most of the time, we paint the houses inside.
1: And are you humble when you say that you're simply on Instagram, or do you just come right out and say that you're an Instagram star? I'm an
0: Instagram star.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be humble. I love humble. it. <laughs> where where can listeners find out more about you on Instagram? Where What's your handle?
0: We put all the finished product in Instagram. Most of the videos, we put it on TikTok. And in Instagram, we use it more for finished. Like today we spray and in Instagram, we put it the finished product, you know.
2: I have to say the videos are really satisfying to watch. I watched (laughs) a number of them. They're like uh... super relaxing. (laughs) And it's phenomenal work too. So congratulations you guys for (laughs) for finding such a great way to showcase what it is that you all do. So tell us a little bit about your best practices and suggestions, you know, when it comes to primers. So when I start
0: To work, I want everything to be prepped, to cover everything, to make sure everything is ready for primer. So we start covering the floors, the windows, everything, and uh, prep the walls and ready for primer. So all the time we use primers for the wonderful finish.
2: Nice. Do you always use primer? Are there some situations where you're not using primer, or do you feel that it's always a necessity?
0: My jobs all the time we use primer, just when we have the clean walls, we don't use mm-hmm. primer. In the wood, we use all the time primer. Do you
1: have any favorite kills products? Yeah, the primer three. Primer three. Okay. Yeah. What do you uh, especially finish. like about that?
0: I like the coverage a lot there. So when I spray, I don't have to go back with second coat or something. So
2: are you always spraying primer? Do you spray it sometimes? Do you roll it sometimes? Do you have a brush I roll- primer?
0: I roll the, the walls all the time, but not the trim. Like, for example, if I have a wainscoting or wall design, so I have to spray it, the whole thing. But if I have just a plain wall, I have to roll it. Claudio, curious.
3: Most difficult substrate or priming project you encountered and and what product did you use and how did you determine which product to
0: use? So, like I said, I use all the time the premium 3 all the time when i have the the new wood and uh when i have like the stain i use the stain kills when i have the stained wood but uh most of the time we use the kills prime the premium 3 and do you like
4: that because it's water based and like low odor low voc or what, what I else like do you like the, about
0: it? I like the coverage and the overspray is is less
4: oh nice I see you run it through um, an airless sprayer, but I also see sometimes in, in some of your videos you're using, it looks like a HVLP. Is that to reduce
0: like blowback or overspray? That's for more for the cabinets.
1: Claudio mentioned Kills 3, and you kind of touched on it earlier, but maybe for listeners, pro painters out there who are not familiar with Kills 3, explain that to them. What does Kills 3 offer?
4: So Kills 3 is our... It's a low VOC, water-based, heavy-duty adhesion, stain-blocking, and sealing primer. It's definitely a workhorse in the water-based family. It'll do almost everything. And for most circumstances, it's a great primer.
3: As a step up to Kills 2, its purpose is to block those medium to heavy stains. And we've got a unique formulation that allows us to give us a high hide when you're going over either the stains or you're trying to change the color from a dark to a light. And the adhesion really over multiple substrates for both interior and exterior is top notch.
2: So I'm curious about some other scenarios too. You know, we talked about concrete, we talked about hot substrates. What are some other application scenarios? Like what are some odd situations that you all see out there that have caused you to create some of these specialty products that you offer?
3: I think one of the big challenges we've seen is for surfaces that have those severe stains also that might coincide with an odor so you've got some water damage it has some residual odor to it you might have some pet stains that have come through on the wall how do you block these stains right and so you could of course turn to kill's original Um, But there's also some situations where you're going to need to use a lower VOC product, maybe something that's water-based, low odor, and that's where the Kills restoration really steps in as a water-based formulation, blocking those stains, locking them in, and being able to also block odors at the same time. So typically that's something that's not easy to do, and it's something that hasn't been possible in a water-based formulation, but with the development of the kills restoration we could go over all of those stained substrates the odor you know nicotine cigarettes etc and even put this down on subfloors where you might have had stains and odors seep through a carpeted surface you pull that back and you're really trying to knock out the odor before restoring that floor
2: What's the weirdest stain you guys have ever heard of oh. <laughs>
4: I don't know that it's the weirdest. I think it's one of the ones that people don't realize they have in bathrooms. And we've seen this happen. I've seen it many times. Someone, A customer will come in or a contractor or a pro, whoever, and say, you know, I started painting and the paint started to almost crackle on the surface. And, and I'm not really sure why that happened. And there's a lot of products out there, paint and primers, and one now come into the market. And they kind of make these claims that you don't need a separate primer and I've said before, you don't really know you need a primer until you find out it's too late. And then you're, we have to go back and redo everything. And that crackling, we've seen it caused by residue from hairspray. So people oh. don't know. They buy a house and they've been in it for a few years. And they don't know that the person who lived there before used hairspray. And that residue collects on the walls. And then when they go to paint it to change the color, they see their paint go through this crackling. And they're not really sure why and what happened. All they know is that they bought a quote-unquote paint and primer and, and it shouldn't be doing this, right? Well, it's hard to explain to somebody that there's stains on their walls that are clear. In kitchens, they could be grease or residue like that. And in bathrooms, they could be, you know, like a Murphy's oil soap or a hairspray residue. And those will wreak havoc with top coats. So that's one that I've seen and helped people work their way through.
3: So... An interesting stain that was encountered, we were speaking with someone who had a challenging situation. They ended up getting stomach flu, and they couldn't make it to the restroom, and there was vomit all over the walls. And they had these white walls, and it was pretty much impossible to cover. And so they were looking for something that could do the job. So I think some of these difficult or extreme stain situations are just tied to wood-based stains or pet stains, uh, that's not necessarily the case. So it's a number of issues that people are having out there that they're trying to tackle.
1: Is that called Kills Bioblocker, Greg? <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's coming out soon.
1: <laughs> that's got to be, and I think it was Greg who alluded to this earlier, that you know, no good deed goes unpunished. So you create a primer that is a really solid go-to primer, but do pro painters and this is what I think you were alluding to, that maybe they rely on it too much, like it will do the job, but it's not the best product for the job. Go find the specialty primer really designed to hammer the job at hand. Do you see that happening, that maybe painters become too dependent on one product to handle every need?
4: Yeah, and when we do give them that advice and the solution works for them, what it does is cements the relationship and then we've earned the right to kind of continue to do that. I don't mind being challenged by contractors and pros in the store. And, um, I don't, I also don't mind sticking to my guns and telling them the story that I know is the right one because there's products like Greg mentioned restoration. That's a new product with new technology that is still earning its reputation, but I believe that when contractors move over to it, they're going to see that it works as well as an oil base does for many of their issues, and they don't need paint thinner to clean up their tools. They don't need paint thinner to run through their sprayer when they're done. Their tools are going to last longer because paint thinner breaks tools down faster than soap and water, and restoration is cleaned up with soap and water, and they don't need to wear a respirator if they're just brushing or rolling it or ventilate the area like they would. Of course, they should wear a respirator if they're spraying so the particles in the air don't end up in their lungs. But it's just that much easier to use. And so when we give them really good advice and it works, then they believe in us
1: and that relationship can grow. You know, you were talking about the technology of, uh, I think in this case, restoration. but. You know, that's certainly not something that the average propainer gets to see experience, right? You're probably not giving tours through the, uh, (laughs) through the kills plant and sharing all the details with them, but talk a bit about that. Pull back the curtain. Help us understand the chemistry, the technology that goes on to produce these new age primers, what the problems you're tackling in the lab, so to speak.
3: Yeah, it's a great question. You know, you might envision. maybe there's five or six people working in the lab trying to develop the next best primer. That's not the case. We've got over a 100 team members, scientists, researchers, chemists dedicated to architectural coatings development, and their sole focus is to make the best product, right? And so on the primer side, we're really digging in here. There's a lot of opportunity for developing new technology, solving problems that our painters are having, right? And I think there's a big opportunity as well as we shift from oil-based formulations into water-based formulations. There's VOC restrictions that are coming online that are restricting where oil-based products can be sold and in what sizes. And so how do we deliver that same oil-based technology in a water-based formulation, it's typically been very challenging to do. But this is where the chemistry comes in. This is where the expertise of our formulators comes in. They're able to balance the pigments, the resins, the surfactants, the other additives in order to give you that oil-like performance in a water-based system. So there's a lot of chemistry developing, development that's happening. We're mixing the different resins and, and monomers. We're now getting better cross-linking. We're putting in molecules that can bind and react with the surface to enhance and provide adhesion. And also on the corrosion resistance, for example, over metal substrates. So there's a lot of chemistry that goes into it. You can imagine looking at this can of liquid paint, And think, oh, it's relatively simple. It's a white liquid. Well, no, there's maybe 20 different components that are in there. And it might have taken a year or two to develop an extensive property testing and even putting products out on panels outside for exposure over 18 months to two years to just validate, make sure that we are selling a quality product that's going to perform and it's going to live up to all of the product claims and attributes that are on the label.
2: Nice. And you talked a little bit about oil versus water and changing regulations. And we've been experiencing that for a super long time now. But I'm curious, like state regulations aside, assuming that you can use whatever you want, wherever you want. Is there any place that you all still recommend that someone's using oil primer over a water-based?
3: It's an interesting point. So if we imagine oil and we imagine water, right? So oil is better at dissolving particular compounds and water is good at dissolving other compounds. So oil, it can be very good for tannin blocking. So it does a great job of not extracting those tannin molecules out of the wood, but it doesn't do as well over the maybe the greasier stains, the oilier stains, because the solvent readily dissolves those. Whereas on the water side, typically it's been more challenging to block those tannin stains, but we do have some unique formulation capabilities that prevent the extraction of those out of the wood, but they also do a great job of blocking those oily stains, lipstick, grease, et cetera. So I think you can find value in both oil and water for specific applications, but I think we're quickly starting to see, and I know it's hard to believe, but the water-based formulations are really closing the gap in terms of oil, in terms of what they can deliver. The change
2: in chemistry is amazing. Looking back at APC, you know, back in the 20s when we started publishing, you know, obviously we were talking a lot about lead paint and this shift that we've seen from then to now, almost a hundred years later is absolutely incredible. And it's largely due to the tons of work that companies like Kills and their chemists are working on on a daily basis. What do you guys think? What do you see? potentially out there for the future? Anything exciting?
3: So I think one of the things we're trying to do, obviously focused on making the best primer that we can, offering all around good all-purpose primers. But there's a lot of opportunity in these specialty scenarios uh, where we can deliver something, uh, a function that it couldn't do before. And so we continue to grow and develop there with odor blocking, going over metal, going over the hot concrete. So we continue to think about what kind of functions can we build in so that in addition to just sealing a substrate, it's adding additional value to your overall project. So can't go into all of the details of what we're working on because we do have some exciting stuff in the pipeline.
1: Like I said up front, this is just fun to just get some of this deep information that you wouldn't normally get. But so what are some of your favorite Kills products that maybe are not as well known, so if we were talking like like albums, what would your favorite b sides be, or what would be a deep cut on one of your uh, your favorite albums? What are some kills products that some contractors, pro painters may not be aware of, but should be? I'll cover one
4: that is out there and available in, in many stores. It's called Kills Adhesion, and it's just like the name; it sticks to some of the toughest surfaces like tile, Kynar, plastic, PVC. And surfaces that we know that paints would typically fail on without a primer. So it's a great product for contractors and pros to use. And, you know, let's say you're doing a ceiling, uh, an exposed ceiling. You can spray this product right up there and then top coat it with whatever you want. And the primer is going to do the job of sticking to everything, including, you know, cable and whatever's up there, sprinkler pipes and everything. And then the paint will give you your finish. So a great product that just is not really known all that well in the industry right now, Kills Adhesion.
0: What is the best primer for cabinets?
3: Well, Claudio, actually it would be the Kills 3 Premium, given the stain blocking performance. Uh, So if you're going over over wood cabinets, if you are going over a difficult to stick to surface, the adhesion is going to be, excellent. And then for the flow, right, you're trying to get that nice uniform finish. So you really need something that has good flow. Another good option would be our mold and mildew, right? So you might be in the kitchen and bathroom, high humidity area, that makes a great choice. And if you were thinking about something that's difficult to stick to, right, so you've got cabinets that maybe it's laminated, engineered wood, for example, The restoration and adhesion are really where you'd want to lean. Nice. Greg, these are great, and I think restoration or kills restoration is a great
4: solution that some pros may want to use on cabinets if they want to be able to sand after priming but don't want to use an oil because typically you had to use an oil if you wanted to sand something after priming it. But you don't have to use strictly oil bases anymore to sand restoration can be sprayed and then sanded after if, if that's what the pro wants to do
1: okay let's uh i want to get to the meaty stories that you'd normally only tell after a few drinks at the bar so uh and this goes for any and all of you tom greg claudia what are some of the more strange paint failures you've seen that it took a while you had to go full on murder, she wrote, to figure out what the heck happened. Any stories you can tell us?
0: So I have one, so. Yeah, you do. <laughs> so we had a, the house was like 20 feet high ceiling and I had two guys with me. So we worked like a team. I start cutting. They come after me with roll, you know, and one spot we didn't, not one spot, but the walls was good, just changing the color. But I patched before with plastered, so after he sanded it, he forgot to prime it. And we finished everything, take everything out. When it was done, everything you can see, still that spot, you know, was patched. So that was my fail. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Did you guys get back in there and get it all fixed up?
0: We restart again because, yeah, we have to paint the whole wall. It was 20 feet high. Oh, my
2: gosh.
1: So
0: we have three
1: yeah. yeah. oh. That was your son who did that. and You fired him anyway, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: we, we have a lot, you know, all the time. So <laughs> I have another one who is funny. So I don't know if you have time. I can say that one.
1: We always have time for funny.
0: So, like I said, we, we work like a team. I start cutting and behind me comes the guy with the roller. So. I start cutting the, the right way, and I go all around the wall, the first wall, coming to the second, and he come after me. When I finish in the end, he was behind me with a paint. And when I go down the, from the ladder, I put my foot in the, all in the oh. paint, you know.
2: <laughs> I love it. Job site shenanigans, and it happens constantly. What about you, Tom? Any failures you've seen out there?
4: Well, okay. just a question for Claudio. Was that at least water-based that you stepped in so you didn't have to yeah, rinse we'll, your foot yeah, with water, thinner? Water
0: bins, yeah, water okay, at least that's
4: better. Nice. I I, I had my own, but it, it wasn't one that I saw. It was just painting stairs, and um, I had a pan. And this is why I don't use a pan anymore. I use five-gallon buckets because they're more stable. Mm-hmm. And um, the pan was sitting on the step above where I was working, and it was behind me. And I was brushing along the baseboard of the staircase and my foot moved and pulled the pan down and that pan poured right down back in my pants. So <laughs> not an ideal place. So luckily that was water based too, so it just took a lot of rinsing. I
3: have an interesting failure. We had a customer reach out to us, sent us a sample of, of a paint that they had some challenge with, it failed, it actually peeled off and so we've got a pretty extensive investigation team here. It's basically CSI. They've got every analytical <laughs> equipment that you could imagine, every instrument down there. And they were tasked with figuring out what happened, why did this fail? So they sent in some paint chips of the peeled paint. And as they dug into it with the you know electron microscope, they were doing some crazy stuff. And they came to find there was twenty three layers of paint. on the surface that had come off. So one key is primer and the paint and the top coat is only as good as the substrate. So you really need to make sure that that substrate is sound. And so what happened is it just accumulated over many, many years and it just couldn't take the weight anymore. And that layer just peeled right off with all 23 layers with it. Jeez.
2: That is unbelievable. It's amazing how many layers of paint can end up inside of a house. But, you know, besides like some paint spills, that kind of thing, have you guys seen any rookie mistakes, people starting off? Because, you know, let's there's a lot of people joining the painting industry right now, which is wonderful news. You know, hopefully we've got a whole new generation of pro painters coming. What kind of advice do you have for rookies out there, people who are just learning? What are some, some beginner mistakes that they might want to be aware of?
0: For me, just mix the paint before you use it. Like, shake it or because one time I used roll the wall, my guy after me, he put the same gallon, but was not mixed. It. So different color.
2: That's a good one. That's a really good one. People forget about that. And also straining.
4: Yeah, I love that, Emily. Strain the paint so you avoid any um, clumps in there that could have happened and make sure that you get the smoothest finish on the walls. And especially if you're running it through a sprayer, you don't want something like that gumming up the whole works.
2: Yeah, that can I've got definitely a, cause quite the pause on the worksite.
3: I think I've got a couple here. One I'd like to share is you might use one product for one application, but each particular job, each particular challenge you might have may call for a different type of product. So I think it's important to be open to exploring and testing some different products, even after you've found the one. Don't hesitate to try something different. I know it's It could be concerning to go with the unproven, but if there's an opportunity to test it in a smaller area and see how it performs, you might end up finding something better for that particular application. Another one would be paint and primer in one. There's a place for a dedicated primer coat with a good top coat. is going to give you a really good performance and likely better performance that you can achieve with those paint and primer in one or the self-priming types of coats.
2: Yeah, I think those are two excellent points.
3: In addition to having a quality primer and a quality product, you still need to use a quality applicator. And so whether that's a brush, whether that's a roller or your spray equipment, it's very important to invest in and use a quality product in in order to get the quality finish that you're looking for. You can have have a great liquid product that will perform very different depending upon whether you're using an economic, a good, or or what we would call the best applicator. Um, in addition, proper prep. Don't underestimate the need for prep. So like I just talked about with a number of layers on the surface, or as Tom referred to with unseen hairspray or other contaminants, it's very important to have the proper prep even before putting the primer. We build a lot of robust primers, but there can still be some inherent challenges that you can run into.
2: I want to ask one more question. We talked a little bit before about changing regulations, the use of water-based. We've touched very slightly on the VOC topic, but what can you all tell us about changing formulations? What's happening on the VOC
3: front? So in terms of VOC, we continue to see enhanced restrictions come on really state by state, as they tighten the level of restrictions and reduce the amount of VOCs and grams per liter that are allowable in coatings products. And so we've seen a few states lead the charge, but most recently we're seeing that New York State is coming online, further restricting the levels of VOCs, and it'll actually impact the ability to sell some oil based products there. And so now it's important to turn to and find an alternative that's going to solve your difficult challenges. And when it comes to primer, right? Kills restoration, which is water based where it's performing like an oil, like a shellac is going to be a good alternative to turn toward. We anticipate these additional restrictions to expand to other states in the future. And so it is something that we're cognizant of. And we also understand that. We need to have products that are performing with the level of oil. And so we continue our development work in that area. And actually, yeah, seven states have restricted further in the past seven years. So that's telling of the direction in which we're heading.
0: Claudio, what types of projects do you most enjoy? I enjoy most when I have like a design in the walls, the wood part. Mm. I like the design in the walls. So that's my, my favorite one. So that'd be creating
3: a, a unique pattern or that would be going over
0: a, a design that already exists? No, like when it's plain wall and we had the design with wood, we do a design, decorative uh, walls, how they call it, Exum walls, walls. Or...
4: Yeah, like installing like wainscoting or something in there? Yeah. I've seen that in your videos where you start with a plain drywall wall. And you install that in a chair rail and maybe some crown header and and totally transform that space. It's really beautiful. And then I to watch it transform when you prime it and then add the color. I know there's a lot of work in there between
0: getting that wood up. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then it looks beautiful. Thank you. I have a question for you all. Sure. Who's following me in TikTok? Anyway, I will be soon. (laughs) Not yet, but I will. Like I said
1: up front, we love what we do, and when we can assemble some guests who also love what they do, there's just so much love. There's a lot of passion. This is great information. Really loved having you guys on the show. Thank you, Kills, for bringing this to our attention for suggesting that we do this. It was a great idea. And it was well done, despite my presence on the podcast. This was awesome. Claudio Dula Mata of K-Pro Painting in Detroit, Michigan. Look him up on Instagram and TikTok. Claudio, thanks for being on the pod, man. Thank you. And Tom McAvoy, product trainer at Kills. And Greg Williams, director of product marketing at Kills. Guys, way to bring the insight the information, and the passion. Really fun, helpful stuff.
4: Yeah, thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Emily.
3: Andrew and Emily, great to be here. And, you know, we're looking for followers as well. So the Kills brand on Instagram. Find us.
1: And I will be launching my TikTok page soon. It's going to be epic. It's going to be huge. Emily has been showing me some dances. So look forward to that, everybody. If you need additional resources, go to paintmag.com. Thank you to Kills. This has been a good time. Thank you, Claudio. Everybody have a tremendous day. You're doing great
3: work, everybody.